Section 10 of The City of Din. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Amelia Chesley. The City of Din by Dan Mackenzie. We come now to the noises of modern war, beside which, in all conscience, all other earthly sounds, natural or artificial, are no more than the murmurs of a pygmy world. Of the frightful din of the modern battle, it is impossible to convey even the faintest conception. There is no noise or combination of noises that even remotely approaches it for loudness, for persistence, and for harmfulness both to hearing and to brain. Many men who have had to endure its agonies have been rendered totally deaf. Many others have been driven insane, their nervous system being hopelessly and permanently disorganized by its appalling intensity and persistence. A relative of my own, describing his experiences, writes, A noise, especially during the two hours before the attack, was appalling. It was unceasing, heart-rending, brain-rending. It was noise gone mad, out of all bounds, uncontrolled. While other but no less expressive observers sum it up in the simple phrase, hell with the lid off, there is no doubt, you see, that to the modern mind, hell is the place of noise. The experience, apart from the indescribable feeling of tension, is nerve-shattering even when casualties are but few, and the wonder is not that hard and stalwart men are reduced by it to a state of collapse ending in insanity, but that any man is capable of withstanding the strain and of performing deeds of coolness and of courage amidst the maddening turmoil and uproar in which the whole universe seems to be overwhelmed. The problem of the mitigating of the noises of war is one of peculiar difficulty. To begin with, we have certainly no desire to spare our enemy any of its discomforts and terrors, and if noise adds to his misery and detracts from his bravery, our endeavor must be to keep him immersed in it. But with regard to our own men, the aspect of affairs is, of course, quite different. The practical outcome of this consideration is that we ought to have guns that are silent, firing shells that are noisy. Now, I am not aware whether any experiments have been undertaken with the object of rendering cannon silent, but it is a possible development which, if any improvement at all resulted, would amply repay the time and money spent upon it. The essential difficulty, of course, and that which renders the silencing of guns a problem totally different from the silencing of the internal combustion engine, is that in the former the power must necessarily be expended in the direction of the vent. For all that, when we remember the amazing achievements of scientific engineering, we ought not to turn away from the problem as from one incapable of solution. The directions in which progress might be made are obvious. The well-known trick of silencing sounds by clashing them might be enlisted in the experiments, as also might be the muffling powers of hollow chambers. As a matter of fact, the whole subject is one of interest to the physicist, quite apart from any practical value it may possess. Doubtless, when we come to go into the matter, we shall find that the problem has already been thoroughly thrashed out in Germany. At all events, the Germans have already solved the problem insofar as the rifle is concerned, if we may believe the following report from Gallipoli. The Times, July 23, 1915. 
Quote, the rifle silencer is a very simple device. It consists of two small brass tubes, one within the other, and attachable to the muzzle of the rifle. The space between the tubes is filled with a ring of steel springs. At the moment of discharge, the air expelled from the rifle forces the springs outwards, and in so doing wastes its impact and loses its sound. End quote. Pending such developments as these in our armies, we should encourage our soldiers to use earplugs. Some of them already do so, indeed, and find them of great value. The only drawback to their use is that they sometimes render it difficult to hear enemy shells approaching and to locate their direction. But this objection applies only to certain localities. End of section 10.